You're listening to The Leadership Pod, episode 35, five easy ways to become more visible at work without being self-promotional. Welcome to The Leadership Pod, the go-to podcast for ambitious emerging leaders. I'm Kara Ronan, leadership expert and your guide to help you build your brand, visibility and influence so you can unlock your leadership potential. Enjoy this episode. Thank you for tuning in again to another episode of The Leadership Pod. I am so happy to have you here with me today. I am sitting here in my office recording this episode with a nice hot cup of Milo, ready to share another 20 minutes worth of value and tips for you to help you build your visibility and influence as a leader. So today's episode is all about visibility, specifically how to become more visible at work without being self-promotional. As you probably know, I work with emerging leaders and most of those people are from traditional or highly technical fields or industries. And one of the biggest hurdles I find that these emerging leaders have is they assume their work will speak for itself. And as a result, they don't promote themselves, they don't promote their achievements, their knowledge or their capabilities or their intelligence. And what this leads to is lack of visibility, sometimes to the extent of becoming completely invisible in the office and overlooked for projects, overlooked for promotions as well. Now, this is not a situation that an ambitious emerging leader wants to be in. I don't want you to be in that situation. You probably don't want to be in that situation either. So I have created this episode for you to help you get that visibility that you want, but in a way that feels less self-promotional and less tacky and less icky. If you are one of those emerging leaders who think or hope your work will speak for itself, or if you don't want to be self-promotional because you think it's icky or braggy or in bad taste, then this episode is definitely for you. I'm going to share with you five ideas on how you can increase your visibility at work, and it doesn't require you to get up and speak publicly in some kind of networking event or conference or something like that. No public speaking required for these ideas. This episode won't go into why self-promotion is difficult or why you should be a little self-promotional. I'm focusing on ideas on how you can be self-promotional. Now, if you are interested in this kind of content, then I want to let you know episode 11 of the Leadership Pod was about secrets of self-promotion for consultants and new leaders. And in that episode, I share three broad ideas on how to self-promote. So I'm going Going into different ideas in this episode, but there is already episode 11 out there available for you to listen to if you want more tips in addition to what you learn in this episode. So let's get straight into it. Now, the first idea I want to share with you is you need to share your ideas and your opinions in meetings. Have you ever held back from doing this? Did it result in somebody else? jumping in with the same idea as you and then getting all of the credit instead of you. 
Now, I know this has happened to me on a number of occasions. It's likely that it's happened to you too. It's likely it's happened to anybody who holds back from sharing their ideas and their opinions in meetings. It's really common for emerging leaders to feel this, especially if you are somebody who is new to a team. It's common you might want to hold back. If you're a young professional, if you are an introvert, if you're from a minority group, or if you speak English as a second language, it's likely you hold back more than you should during those meetings. So if you belong to any of these groups, and this episode is definitely for you, but this is not going to get you noticed. Holding back is not going to get you noticed. Holding back from sharing your knowledge and your achievements and your intelligence or your competence is not going to get you noticed or visible in your company or your industry. Now, one of the things that I do tell my clients when they're dealing with this, because as I said, it's a really common problem, is I remind them, and this is really important for you, I remind them that they have been chosen for the role and they've been invited to that meeting for a reason. So same applies to you. You have been chosen for your role or you have been invited to that meeting for a reason. You are there for a reason, likely because your boss believes in you. Because your colleagues believe in you. And guess what? They want to know what you think. Okay? Everybody in that room wants to know what you think because they believe in you. They believe in your ideas and your opinions and your intelligence. The thing is though, and the question I want to ask you is, do you believe that you deserve to be in that room? Do you believe that you deserve the role or the promotion or the position that you have. You know, self-doubt is one of the biggest obstacles that people have to overcome when they are working to speak up more in meetings or when they take a new position and they're in a new team. The the self-doubt that creeps in is something that really creates a massive obstacle for many people. Perhaps I will do future episodes on self-doubt and the imposter syndrome because I do know it's a very common topic. One of the workshops that I conduct, the Leadership Presence Masterclass, one of the topics we talk about in there is the imposter syndrome. And I've mentioned this on a previous episode. I don't remember which one it was, but I mentioned that whenever I get to that topic, everybody goes quiet. Everybody is listening. And the feedback I get from that workshop is the best topic out of the whole workshop was learning about the imposter syndrome. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I know it affects everybody. And I'm talking about people who are new as a young professional, people who are in their 50s, men, women. It affects everybody. So the imposter syndrome is definitely a topic that will be a fantastic future episode for this podcast, and maybe you'll do it very soon in the future. The other fear that you might have for speaking up in meetings is people disagreeing with you, or perhaps you are worried about being wrong, or you're worried about not sounding intelligent. There are a number of fears that you may have that prevent you from speaking up in meetings, but What I want you to do is really try and think about what that fear is. What are you scared of? What are you afraid is going to happen by you sharing your ideas, by sharing your opinions in that meeting? What is the fear that's holding you back? Because when you uncover that fear, that is the very first step. Once you uncover it, then 
it probably won't seem as bad or as big of an issue as what it is inside your head. But when you uncover it, then you can actually start to work with it and overcome it. But the first step is really to uncover it. So definitely share your ideas and opinions in meetings. And if that is something you don't do because you have a fear, then try and work out what is the fear that is stopping you there. The second tip I want to share with you is ask questions in meetings and specifically ask questions when high level people, when leaders, when high level important decision makers speak. I find a lot of people don't ask questions because they fear others will think that they don't understand, that they are not intelligent. But despite what you think, asking questions does not make you appear less intelligent. It does not make other people question your level of intelligence. I used to be guilty of this, though, when I was younger, so I can completely understand where you're coming from. I didn't want people to think that I didn't understand. So I didn't reveal that by asking questions. I just sat there in meetings or even in the class with those questions in my mind, but I kept them to myself because I didn't want other people to think I didn't understand. But what I have learned since then, and this is something I want to share with you, is it does the opposite. Asking questions, it helps you become more visible. It helps people notice you, which is fantastic. But on top of that, it also helps you appear interested. It helps you appear engaged in what that person is saying. If you sit there and say nothing and you ask no questions, People are going to think, well, are they really interested in what I'm saying? And also they might think, well, did they understand what I was saying? You know, the speaker themselves, they have their own insecurities. That's not something that we really remember, but they have their own insecurities when they are sharing new ideas and new projects during meetings. So think about that as well. Think about how they would feel. And remember that by you asking them questions for clarification, for further understanding, whatever it is, it will make that person feel that you are interested in what they've said and you're somebody who engages in the meeting. And if your bosses and your colleagues see that and they see you asking questions, they see you interacting and engaging with what that person has said, it helps to make them see you as somebody who is really a team player, somebody who is really involved in the projects that you guys are working on and the things that you are talking about. So it makes you appear interested and engaged to everybody else in the room. And also it makes the speaker, him or herself, feel understood and important because you are asking them questions. And I guarantee they will love you for that. And that's one of the reasons why I say do this with high level decision makers, do this with important leaders, people you want to impress, people you want to be visible in front of, people who've maybe never noticed you before. This is a fantastic way to get them to notice you and think, well, who is this person who asked that really intelligent question during that meeting? They'll definitely remember you for that. But you need to do this on a regular basis to keep up those levels of visibility within your team. It's difficult to get noticed by higher level decision makers because they're really busy. But asking them questions 
during a meeting or even after a speaking engagement, say you go to a networking event or some kind of conference and they have the Q&A time at the end once that important person has spoken. This is a fantastic opportunity for you to ask questions to that person to become visible in front of them and you know everyone else who is in that room as well. So this is one of the tips and the tricks that I've picked up along the way from growing my business and I hope it will help you too. Tip number three is to volunteer for a challenging project. So once I had a meeting with the head of an accounting firm and he revealed to me that while his employees that were highly skilled, that were very intelligent, most of them never put their hand up for stretch projects. And it was always the same group of people who did this, but it was not the kind of team that he wanted to grow. He wanted to grow a well-rounded team and encourage everybody to put their hands up and volunteer for stretch projects because it helps them better their skills. It helps them build a better team and create a better service to clients. But many professionals want to keep to their narrow job description. They don't really like to venture outside of that because... Well, they keep to their job description, they know what they're doing, they feel safe, they feel comfortable. That is fine, I get it, but I know that is not you because you are listening to this podcast, because you are wanting to know how to increase your visibility, how to increase your influence, and of course, that comes along with doing things outside of your comfort zone. So I know you want to build your reputation. I know you want recognition for the effort that you put in. You want promotions. You want higher level opportunities and higher level clients. You are not going to see that if you don't push yourself, if you don't challenge yourself. There's one thing that I read, it's kind of a quote, and I have no idea where it comes from, but it goes along the lines of this, doing the same things over and over again will not get you different results. And that is something that has really stuck with me for many years and it's helped me push myself outside of my comfort zone and do different things. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. It's not something I have ever done before, but I came up with the idea at the end of 2019, implemented it in early 2020, and it has grown significantly since then. It's been a fantastic thing that I've done, but you need to apply the same principle to yourself and the decisions that you you make as well around your career. If you want those promotions, if you want the recognition, if you want better clients and you're not getting that right now, then you need to change what you're doing. So one of the ways you can do this is to volunteer for a challenging project or volunteer for a stretch project because that will help you grow your skill. It will help you look like somebody who is ambitious in front of your boss who is ambitious, who wants to grow and strive for great things in their career. So volunteering for a challenging project is a fantastic way to do this. Now, how do you organize this? What I recommend you to do is organize a meeting, a one-on-one with your boss or your manager. Sit down with them and tell them that you want to work on more challenging projects that you love the work you're doing, but you have high ambitions. Perhaps you can even tell them what those ambitions are. If you have a particular job title in mind, tell them what you want to achieve and tell them that you want to work on more challenging projects. So this helps you show initiative in front of your boss and your manager. It also helps you show that person that you have a growth mindset, which is crucial for leaders in the future of work. The fourth tip I want to share with you to increase your visibility is to ask for feedback. 
Now, you might be thinking to yourself, well, how can asking for feedback possibly help me increase my visibility? Isn't asking for feedback going to get my boss or manager or others to focus on things that I did wrong? Well, no, that is not what feedback is about. It's part of feedback. And yes, it does come up in some feedback conversations, but it is not all that feedback is. So asking for feedback is really a powerful way to draw attention to the work that you have accomplished or the things that you have achieved. And it gives you the opportunity to talk about it in more detail. So the reason I am saying this is it can be really hard to talk to others about your achievements. It can be really hard to tell your boss what you've achieved. A lot of people don't want to walk up to their boss and say, oh, look, I have done this fantastic project or I've saved us this much money. They feel that it's too self-promotional. But a way around this so you can talk about your achievements and bring those achievements to your boss's attention is to sit down with them and talk about feedback. It can be really easy to overlook good work when you're our leader or your boss because you are so busy. So it's really hard for some bosses to notice the great work that their team is doing. And it can also be hard for the team members themselves to bring that to the attention of the boss. But one fantastic way around this is to ask for a sit down one-on-one with them to talk about the project you've been working on and give them the space and time to actually focus on your work and do this through some kind of a feedback session. And obviously, it also gives you the opportunity to learn about what you could have done better or other ideas on what you could have done around that project or how you could have approached an issue, which shows you have a growth mindset. And as I've said already, that's a fantastic skill to have. It's something that a lot of HR managers and learning and development managers are looking for in future employees, a growth mindset. I want to let you know episode four of the Leadership Pod is related to this. It's about how can I be noticed and rewarded for the great work that I do. So this episode came about because I was asked a question by somebody who felt that they were always being overlooked and they weren't getting recognized for the great work that they were doing. So in that episode, I share some tips with you on how you can do that. If you want to head back to that episode and have a listen to it after this one. Now, the fifth and final tip I'm going to share with you in this episode to increase your visibility without being self-promotional is to post frequent, intelligent content on LinkedIn. Now, the last two episodes of the Leadership Pod were all about LinkedIn. As you will know, if you're a regular listener, I am a big fan of LinkedIn. It's how I've been able to increase my visibility significantly in 2020 because I've been very strategic about what I've been doing on LinkedIn. And it's definitely going to be able to help you increase your visibility as well. But the key here on LinkedIn is to post frequently and intelligently. So you want to post frequent content, say two to three times a week and intelligent content as well. Now, the more frequent you post, the more visible you will be. It's just how the LinkedIn uh, platform and algorithm works. But most people don't want to post every day. They're too busy. It's just not possible for them to think of something intelligent to create or write to then post on LinkedIn. So two to three times per week will be just fine for you if you want to start increasing your visibility. Definitely, if you are posting 
nothing at all or only once a week. It's definitely one step up from that. The second thing you need to do is post intelligent content. So I don't want you to post just anything. Don't post just random things on LinkedIn and don't post things that are very self-promotional either. People don't really like that on LinkedIn. People want to understand who you are and what you stand for. Uh, So you need to post things that are intelligent. So for example, opinion posts are excellent and they are loved by a lot of people who use LinkedIn, sharing articles that you have come across and you can even share takeaways or things you have learned or interesting things you've found from that article. You can post about events that you've attended. I know a lot of people are not going to networking events or conferences these days, but even virtual events, if you attend a virtual or an in-person event, List down the top three takeaways that you got from that event. Talk about that in your LinkedIn post. That's a fantastic way to increase your visibility and show people that you're out there and you are really networking and connecting with a lot of people. If you've read a book, and you have some takeaways from a book, you can post that as well. If you've listened to a podcast that you found was really interesting, share that with your colleagues as well. There's a bunch of different things you can do on LinkedIn to create posts, to share things with your network. And a great way to get ideas is to just look at what other people are doing. Look at what posts work for them. What posts are getting a lot of likes, a lot of comments, a lot of views and engagement. And try to think of how you obviously don't copy and paste exact word for word. You don't want to do that. But think of how you can do the same type of thing in your own words. And that is something that has really helped me grow my visibility and my influence on LinkedIn as well. But LinkedIn is really a learning game. It's very much about trial and error. So don't be too disappointed if the post you put up doesn't get much engagement or comments or likes. Just try again in a couple of days time. And over time, you will start to learn what works and what doesn't work. Now, episode 33 and 34 on the Leadership Pod were all about LinkedIn. And in those episodes, I share with you some things that I do on LinkedIn to help me increase my visibility on that platform. So I delve into a lot of tips that are a bit different from the beginner basic tips that you will find. So definitely check out those episodes if you're interested in how you can grow your visibility on LinkedIn. So we are at the end of the episode and I have shared with you five ways you can increase your visibility without being self-promotional. So try them out. Let me know how they go for you. Let me know via LinkedIn if we are connected there or via email or my website and definitely sign up to my newsletter because in my newsletter, I share with you additional tips that you don't get during this podcast episode or the YouTube videos that I share with you that I publish every week. And if you did enjoy this episode, then please share this podcast with your colleagues. Let them know about it because it's for emerging leaders, it's for professionals. And if it can help you, then it can definitely help your colleagues as well. So please share this episode or the podcast and let them know about it too. Well, thank you so much for listening to me for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have an amazing week and I will talk to you again very soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Leadership Pod. Thank you so much for listening. If you did find some useful tips in this episode, then please leave your review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to share this episode with your colleagues. Remember, they might benefit from these insights too. And I would love to hear from you via my website or social media. 
You can leave a note at executive-impressions.com or find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. The links are on my website. Take care and thanks again for listening.